happened to the NFL? Welcome to the NFL, rookie. Hello and welcome to this week's episode of the DWZ Network's Rookie Rundown. Guys, it's great to be back in your ear holes. As always, I am your host, Dallas. You can find me on Twitter at Salad Galore. That is Dallas spelled backwards with two L's, Galore. Guys, we've been through a couple of weeks of IDP love, but we are officially in crunch time. Upon recording, we are one month away from the NFL draft, and thus I will start going into my team-specific fits. I'm going to be looking at realistic ones over the next couple weeks. So I'm going with my pre-draft prospect fits. I'm going to hit all 32 teams with realistic fits. If they were not to move up, basically, in the draft, what you're looking at from a skill position players based off of the needs for their team as they sit currently with their free agent acquisitions. Now, keep in mind, as I said on the last couple podcasts as well, um, this is a slower free agency period than what we're seeing typically over the last couple of years with teams. So there are quite a few big name players out there. There's still guys like Will Fuller, Jarvis Landry. You have um, Julio Jones in the mix to fill into a team. You still have some other players at the running back position as well, still looking to fill roles on teams, get signed, and be just kind of contributors. We just got Ronald Jones signed, but that Ronald Jones signing outside of a place like Tampa Bay actually opened up a spot for a potential running back to land there to help out with playoff Lenny. Um, It's still kind of a changing landscape, but as of right now, based off of my rankings, based off of system fits, based off of all the tape that I've watched, these are going to be my fits in offenses. I'm doing all skill positions. I'm not going to bore you guys with offensive linemen and defensive linemen and all that jazz um, because I already talked about the defense last couple weeks. So this is going to be offensive skill positions. So I'm going over quarterbacks, wide receivers, running backs, and tight ends. That will be fits based off of other than about two or three teams Um, who I think they could and should draft in the first three rounds of the NFL draft coming up in a month. So we're going to go in alphabetical order, knock it out. I'll talk probably about a minute on each of your guys' favorite teams, so we'll get in and out of here in about half an hour. Starting off in alphabetical order, we have the Arizona Cardinals. So the Arizona Cardinals pretty much lost all of their wide receiver core this offseason. They re-signed James Conner to a big contract, but they lost a guy in Chase Edmonds who was a rotational, consistent contributor in the running back group. What does that mean? I think that rather than bringing in a running back due to the contract size that they gave to James Conner, they're going to be rolling it with James Conner and Eno Benjamin. They may bring in someone late, but I don't think it'll be someone of note. It'll realistically probably be a sixth or seventh round signing in the draft in the exact same vein of a guy like Eno Benjamin. At quarterback, yes, there's that weird controversy going on with Kyler Murray. Will he, will he not get traded? No one really knows. I think he's going to stand pat. And they gave Colt McCoy a good chunk of money. Um, The team was actually extremely efficient with Colt McCoy running the offense, and he was able to keep them in playoff contention this uh, this last season while waiting for a guy like Kyler Murray to come back. So what does that bring? We look at the tight end position. Uh, they have re-signed Max Williams and Zach Ertz. They're pretty much locked up there. They both got multi-year contracts, so the position is locked and loaded. That leaves wide receiver. Last year's 
darling in the second round for a lot of people, including myself, is Rondell Moore. Uh, Rondell Moore, DeAndre Hopkins are basically the only two wide receivers of note that are on the team right now signed. They lost A.J. Green into free agency, haven't re-signed him. Christian Kirk went down to Jacksonville on the big money contract. So I think a wide receiver makes a ton of sense. And with how this offense had a tendency to sputter late in going into the playoffs, which is the reason that they lost, I think that a game changer at wide receiver is realistic and extremely likely in the first round. When I'm looking at players, a player that can open up, and based off of what we've seen from Cliff Kingsbury in the past, I liken Jamison Williams as a fit to the Arizona Cardinals. They like speed, they like the deep speed, and that's been proven time in, time out with their draft selections over the last couple years. They need a guy that can play outside. Rondell Moore should realistically man that slot position entirely to himself this year. So what does that mean? They bring in another outside threat to take off some of the stress and double coverage that you're going to see on a guy like DeAndre Hopkins. He can play every position on the offense that you need him to. He's got the game-changing speed, and coming off the injury, that injury is going to help his price drop down into later in the first round, hopefully to a team like Arizona that can really utilize him with a guy that has a great deep ball in Kyler Murray. Going on to the second team in alphabetical order, we are going to the Atlanta Falcons. This was probably the most difficult one for me to decide just due to the absolute sheer holes that they have on offense. Outside of Kyle Pitts and a rotational all-encompassing Swiss Army Knife player like Cordell Patterson, there's absolutely nothing of note on this team. Their top wide receiver currently under contract is Olamide Zacchaeus, with the second-string wide receiver being none other than a guy like Frank Darby, who actually liked coming out last year, but he's an older prospect and saw the field pretty much not at all during his rookie season. Um, at quarterback, they signed Marcus Mariota. At running back, they're just basically rocking Cordell Patterson at the top. Mike Davis did absolutely nothing, but they did bring in a guy like Damian Williams. So when I'm looking at the Atlanta Falcons, they could bring in multiple players at multiple positions and still not have all of the holes filled. But I think the most glaring need, especially after getting the picks that they got for a guy like Matt Ryan, shipping him off this offseason. I think bringing in a quarterback is smart. You can sit him behind Marcus Mariota, and with where they're drafting, I think Malik Willis is the best fit. Um, you could rerun the same type of offense, basically, you were trying to run last year. Um, you get a guy like Malik Willis running those play-action Arthur Smith type of concepts, and that running aspect, those out wheels at the quarterback position, becomes a lot more enticing and a lot more difficult to defend, opening up the entire offense and letting you have a little bit of breathing room as you try to find your next wide receivers, most likely in the second and third round going forward. The third team on the docket is the Baltimore Ravens. You look at the team, they're pretty stacked. Um, it was an injury-plagued season last year where they lost their top two running backs in J.K. Dobbins and Gus Edwards prior to the season. Lamar Jackson was basically <laughs> limping his way through the end of the season, and Tyler Huntley stepped in and actually did pretty well. So they're pretty much locked up at quarterback one, quarterback two, running back one, running back two. You look at the wide receiver position, they have Marquise Brown, who's okay. They have Rashad Bateman, who I liken to have a massive blow-up at the end of this season. But they lost Sammy Watkins on his one-year deal. You're just rolling into the season with Marquise Brown and Rashad Bateman, basically, as your top two options. And then you do have a guy like Mark Andrews at tight end. Uh, when I look at the team needs, I look at the wide receiver position, and you're still lacking that chain mover, that guy on the outside. Uh 
I like Rashad Bateman a lot, and I think he can play any position on the offense. Uh, Devin Duvernay has pretty much just locked down the slot role. He's amazing, and he was my darling in two years ago's draft. Um, I have a lot of shares of Devin Duvernay, so I'm excited if he does get the role this year. Uh, But I think the acquisition of a guy like David Bell could really help bring this passing game to another level again. I think it's here to stay. I think Lamar looked very good prior to his injury last year, and I think the uptick in the passing game is realistic. So I liken a guy like David Bell, who could be a second-round steal for a team, who is an all-encompassing wide receiver, a true ex-wide receiver on the outside, to help you know, sequester Marquise Brown into that deeper threat target as opposed to him getting, you know, 11 receptions for 40 yards. Uh, The same thing, Rashad Bateman can still eat on the outside. You put Devin DuVernay on the inside, and then you actually have a very potent passing options on the outside and on the inside with Mark Andrews and that wide receiver core. The fourth team on the docket for me is the Buffalo Bills. Um, Everyone's darling. Everyone's a hope that they're going to bring in a big-name running back or a big-name wide receiver. I don't know that it's going to happen. I think that defense is still where they want to start hitting. They will be rotational players, but I think they are more inclined to be re-signing some guys on the offensive line since that didn't happen. They're going to be trying to bring in offensive linemen and most likely DBs into this offense and defensive scheme. Um, just so they can solidify the run deeper into playoffs as opposed to just you know spending a first-round pick on a guy that's a skill position just because we want to see it for fantasy purposes. So looking at the team, Josh Allen has the quarterback position locked up. They brought in Case Keenum, a valuable backup on a trade actually from the Cleveland Browns. You have the running back position of Devin Singletary, Zach Moss, and Duke Johnson, which is servable, serviceable but not great. And then you have the wide receiver position where it looks actually pretty good. They re-signed Isaiah McKenzie as a true gadget deep threat. They brought in Jameson Crowder to absolutely lock down that slot role that Cole Beasley left when he left the team. And then you have Gabe Davis and Stephon Diggs, a pretty good tandem. Um, They brought in OJ Howard at tight end to pair up with Dawson Knox. So they have a lot of receiving weapons. So I'm going to lean into that running back position, most likely with a depth play due to his lack of gangbuster um, combine statistics that he put up. A uh, guy like Tyler Algier out of BYU is a perfect fit in this Buffalo team. I know we want one of the early backs like a Brees Hall just because we would lose our minds, but I'm telling you, if a guy like Tyler Algier comes into Buffalo, you're getting that true grinder and a guy who can actually pick up those tough yards. I actually like Devin Singletary a lot. I just don't think they're ever going to give him the true workhorse role. We saw that with them bringing in a guy like Duke Johnson. Still, you're just not going to get all the passing down work, all the running down work. He's not that good. So if they bring in a guy late like Tyler Algier, it's going to be a fun flyer for you in your rookie drafts in like that fourth round it's probably gonna bump up to the early third but he shouldn't be uh, based off some of the other talent and projected landing spots i'm thinking of but a guy like tyler algier is a perfect fit in the running back scheme on this one he can do everything you need to and he stops you from having to re-sign on a big contract a guy like devin singletary next year when his contract is up going on to the next team i am looking at the carolina panthers the carolina panthers Everything is screaming quarterback position, but I don't think they're going to do it. They basically guaranteed Sam Darnold a lot of money. They traded a lot of picks for him. I think they're going to ride it out and hope for next year's class at the quarterback position just due to the fact that this year's isn't that enticing. They would have to use a top 10 pick again on a quarterback, which I don't think they want to do. 
the running back position is pretty much locked up. They brought in Donta Foreman to be the true backup behind Christian McCaffrey, which I love because if there's an injury, his stock's going to keep skyrocketing. You're going to be able to flip him mid-season if you weren't able to do it this offseason before he signed, and it's going to look really good for your teams. Uh, the wide receiver position is still up in the air, as well as the tight end position. Um, basically, they re-signed... They re-signed everyone's darling Ian Thomas from about half a decade ago who has never had a good season in his entire life, and they brought in a guy in Tommy Tremble last year to Notre Dame, uh, but there's still a lot of question marks at that position. I'm shocked they didn't bring in one during the offseason, during free agency, which makes me think that they actually like Tommy Tremble a lot, which didn't see a lot from him his rookie season. Looking at the wide receiver position, you have DJ Moore and then just a bunch of guys right now. So for me, it was an easy pick to target that wide receiver position and continue to build around a guy like Sam Darnold, hoping that the injuries are a little bit better. So if they were to burn an early first round pick as opposed to on a defensive player on an offensive player, I would love the fit of a guy like Drake London in Carolina. DJ Moore thrives in the slot. You then would be able to get that athletic freak on the outside, that big body target that can actually get out there. You push Robbie Anderson as opposed to his short target volume that he's been getting in Carolina since he joined the team a few years ago. You can push him back to outside. You hope that Terrace Marshall basically hops into a role that is feasible for the team. Um, I'm actually just looking at it now. It'd be great if Terrace Marshall just got like traded for dirt cheap to uh, my Chicago Bears just to see what he could actually do with some volume, um, but I don't think that's going to happen. But yeah, bringing in a guy like Drake London would be a perfect fit for the offense, fill a big hole that I think is still there at the wide receiver position based off of the whiff last year, most likely on Terrace Marshall. And so that's what I like in Carolina to do if they don't go defense in the first. Looking at my team, the Chicago Bears, um, there's a lot of issues on this team, specifically at the wide receiver position. Darnell Mooney is fucking amazing. Um, I don't care what anyone says or what anyone wants to say about Darnell Mooney, but he's great. Um, you'll get his first two-year stats, and he's a true bowler. He's always open. He's a ton of fun to watch. And if you think he's bad, you just don't watch Bears tape at all because he's the only thing, the only shining light on the team outside of David Montgomery and Justin Fields. It has to be wide receiver for me, guys, and it sucks based off of the fact that we don't have a first-round pick on the trade for Justin Fields and that we haven't brought in anyone to really help me kind of funnel down as to what type of wide receiver we might want to bring in. I'm still hoping for a trade like a Devontae Parker on the cheap or something like that to the Bears this offseason, um, but right now they need a true X. They need a true number one, and based off of where they're drafting at 39, the one that makes the most sense for me and that I like quite a bit is a guy like George Pickens out of Georgia. Um, he had some injuries concerns earlier in his career towards ACL as well about well, it's going on a year and a half now um, so it's not that big of a deal to me but you look at George Pickens uh, he fills a role immediately he's a big target he is a contested catch monster and he's great at separating um, he catches pretty much everything which is what you want with a guy like Justin Fields because he'll try and thread that ball and thread that needle at will so I love the fit of George Pickens to the Chicago Bears at 39 if they can Go ahead and swing that. Looking on to the next team, I'm looking at the Cincinnati Bengals. Um, the Cincinnati Bengals on offense may seem like they are super locked and loaded, but the tight end position is still a question, and it's a position that on all reality they could increase if they wanted to. Um, they brought in Hayden Hurst after losing CJ Uzoma, but neither one of those were true game changers. I did like Uzoma's fit if he were to stay there just because his familiarity with Joe Burrow. But Joe Burrow actually does like to target the tight end on third down. 
If you're looking to make this team even more dominant, their defense looked great. They retained most of their players from last year. The offensive line was completely revamped this year in free agency, so they can get a best player available if they want to. I'm looking at a guy like Isaiah Likely out of Coastal Carolina coming in at the tight end position, being a complete game changer athletically in a true move tight end that is a matchup nightmare, being added to the Cincinnati Bengals offense, increasing the weapons for Joe Burrow, increasing the amount of space that you give to guys like Jamal Chase and T Higgins and Joe Mixon out of the backfield. I think it would be amazing and a perfect fit player wise with what you're looking for from the move tight end in an offense like Cincinnati. When I'm looking at the Cleveland Browns as the next team, uh, they're also pretty locked up at most positions except for wide receiver. Right now, they brought in Deshaun Watson. They will be trading Baker Mayfield, but their two running backs right now who are still under contract are Nick Chubb and Kareem Hunt. They re-signed and tendered DeAndre Johnson, which I thought would mean Kareem Hunt was on his way out, but apparently not. They shipped off a guy like Hooper, Austin Hooper, who ended up signing with the Tennessee Titans upon his release, but that means David Njoku can finally feast as the number one tight end in an offense led, hopefully, for most of the season by Deshaun Watson. At the wide receiver position, they traded for Amari Cooper, but they don't have a lot after that. Um, everyone's darling last offseason as a deep sleeper was Donovan Peoples-Jones, DPJ. He did well, but he wasn't a heavy target load. He was switching back and forth in the games with his wide receiver counterpart, who's also a deep threat, and Anthony Shorts. I think that a wide receiver acquisition specifically to play the slot is what they need, and a guy like John Mechie would be perfect for this offense. He's very good at getting open. He is a true bruiser of a running back type of player with a ball in his hands, and his run after the catch is amazing. I like John Mechie a lot. Um, I'm excited to see where he lands. I think his ACL injury at the end of the season is really going to help his draft stock kind of fall a little bit and help a team out acquire him who normally wouldn't have been able to and I think that's what you're going to get with the Cleveland Browns potentially at the end of the second round or the beginning of even like the fourth round if he starts to slide a lot looking at the Dallas Cowboys um the offense is pretty set guys uh they brought in James Washington re-signed Michael Gallup at wide receiver even after losing Amari Cooper so they're still pretty set at wide receiver um Dalton Schultz re-signed a franchise tender realistically going to be a long-term signing and then they still have Ezekiel Elliott Tony Pollard and Dak Prescott manning the quarterback and the running back positions uh I look at a player like Cedric Wilson, who they lost last year, a true deep threat. Um, Tavon Austin was just kind of an experiment, hasn't been very well. And I'm looking for a guy to fill that role. You have Semi Fahoko who has some speed, but didn't see the field at all. We don't know what he's doing. But bringing in a guy in the mid to late rounds as a true burner could be really beneficial to the team to help open it up more because you do have a lot of run after catch guys. Um, and bringing in a guy that I like a lot in Danny Gray out of SMU as a true deep threat would be great for the Dallas offense. Um, he reminds me a lot of a guy like uh, Marquez Stevenson out of Buffalo last year. Um, I think it could be a very good fit. Sorry, out of Houston last year who signed with Buffalo. <laughs> uh, but yeah, a guy like Danny Gray out of SMU could be a lot of fun. Um, I talked to you guys about it in the Patreon chat, which if you're not a Patreon member, you should be. Check it out. Um, but Danny Gray's fun. He's a lot of fun to watch. He's a name uh, that if you're not familiar with, you should be checking it out and just seeing exactly what he offers because his speed, along with his teammate and running mate on the other side of the SMU wide receiver core, um, Reggie Roberson Jr., they can flat out fly. Um, also, I really like their quarterback in next year's draft, so it's a name to watch. Um, 
Going on to the next team, you are looking at the Denver Broncos. Everyone would say they're pretty much locked in. Um, I would caution you that a wide receiver acquisition as a true burner might be something they're looking at because they've got basically a redundancy in their wide receiver two and wide receiver three and Tip Patrick and Cortland Sutton, depending on how you want to rank Jerry Judy as opposed to Cortland Sutton. Um, but they have that. They have Albert O at the um, tight end position, but that's not – a locked down position to me. You may like him, but he hasn't proven that he can be an absolute game changer at the position. Uh, Russell Wilson comes in and then the running back position, you have Javante Williams and um, what is his name? Devin Booker right now, but that's about it. Um, Melvin Gordon hasn't resigned. So running back could be in play late as well. Um, but I like a mid to late round acquisition at the tight end position, specifically a better blocker than what you see in Albert Okawainum. Uh, and that's Jake Ferguson out of Wisconsin. He's shown up and basically impressed everyone throughout this draft prospect. He could be a true three down tight end. And we know Russell Wilson actually does like his tight ends in the red zone. Um, so if Albert O has injuries, which he has had an injury history, or if you just want to bring in a guy to really secure the position, I think bringing in a guy like Jake Ferguson could be very advantageous advantageous for your team going on to the next team the Detroit Lions um this is one that is a very common quarterback a very common quarterback spot but I think Jared Goff actually played pretty well last year um you have DeAndre Swift and Jamal Williams at running back still locked up you have TJ Hawkinson still on the team balling out when he needs to um but then you're looking at wide receiver core that right now is led in a lot of people's minds by Amon Ross St. Brown who's a true slot and I don't think that you're gonna get a true slot being fed over 100 targets again um if they add a true gangbuster wide receiver in the first round. Um, do I think that's going to happen with the signing of DJ Chark? Probably not. But when you're looking for a player that completely opens up your offense, that can completely make your team look different than what it did before you signed him, I think the short target for Jared Goff, if they do end up sticking with him, which I think they will, is exactly what you need. You need a guy who can catch the ball, run after catch, and use his explosiveness. I'm looking at a guy like Calvin Austin the third out of Memphis coming in. He's a smaller back. You keep Amon Ra St. Brown in that slot position. You now have a fun gadget tool with DeAndre Swift who can absolutely destroy teams after the catch on those short to intermediate routes. You have DJ Chark and Josh Reynolds on the outside to be true big-bodied wide receivers who can both stretch the field and do intermediate work. And I think your team looks a lot better and a lot more fun offensively, um, specifically for Jared Goff and the outlook in this wide-open NFC North. Looking at another team in the NFC North, this pick physically hurts me for anyone who knows me as I am a Bears fan, but it's the Green Bay Packers. They need a wide receiver one, and there's no wide receiver one I would like better than putting a guy like Chris Olave on the team who can do exactly what Devontae Adams was doing with his route making, with his deep threat ability. He has even more speed than anyone that's on the team. They just lost MVS, who was their true speed option, and they don't need a slot receiver with a guy like Amari Rogers filling the need. They do have Alan Lazard as a big-bodied guy, so you could just end up getting a complete chess piece a complete queen if you will in a game of chess where you can move him all over the field he can do every position that you need to his routes are incredibly smooth and it's a guy that Aaron Rodgers would probably love because he likes people who are where they're supposed to be and who understand the game and with Chris Olave that's what you're getting I think it would be a great fit in the Green Bay offense I would probably be taking Chris Olave as the first wide receiver off the board if that was the landing spot that actually came out for him um, I would just hate 
everything about it from my deep, deep, deep loins being a Chicago Bears and an Ohio State fan. So something to consider. I'm going to take a sip of this coffee real quick. It's a little early and uh, my voice is getting a little parched. So give me a second. Ah, That was delicious. Uh, Anyone, here's a coffee plug. Uh, If you want just like a cheap coffee in the store that's actually pretty good, uh, I like Cameron's coffee quite a bit. Um, I drink my coffee black, and sometimes I don't want just like straight coffee flavored. They have really good flavored coffees. Um, this one is a, I think it's a caramel nut brownie is what it's called. Uh, no sugar, no cream, anything like that. It's just got a deep, rich, like chocolatey flavor, and I like it a lot. Um, but we're done talking about the coffee. We'll continue to hop into this positional fit for you guys. I'll make sure to make that the uh, title of the episode. Uh, But looking at the Houston Texans, um, they have holes in a similar vein to the Atlanta Falcons to where you could fill pretty much any position on this team. Um, I like Davis Mills quite a bit. Um, My this is the one that I don't take a lot of credit for. Um, I don't overly talk about it, but anyone who's been following the DWZ network since the beginning of last year has heard my voice this entire time and knows that Davis Mills was my quarterback four in last year's class. Um, that was my hot takey moment. That was at my prior to the NFL draft rankings. And uh, he looked like the best quarterback on the field last year out of the rookies. So I don't think they're going to move on for him. I think they're going to try and build around him. They still have Brandon Cooks at the wide receiver position. They still have a big bodied guy, Nico Collins, who looked good at times last year, just didn't quite stay healthy the entire year. So you're hoping for a year to break out with him. And then you have everyone's forgotten deep threat who actually opens up the field quite a bit and does pull quite a bit of safety coverage. If you watch the Houston Texans and Chris Conley, You have a fun tight end piece in Brevin Jordan who didn't really ball out. But then you have an old man group at running back in David Johnson, Rex Burkhead, and Dare Oranguabale, who are all, I believe, out of contract this year. It has to be running back. And if I'm going to go with the most running back needy team who would use him the best, I'm going to go with Brees Hall out of Iowa. Um, It doesn't matter about scheme, doesn't matter about anything like that. You're just bringing in a guy who can flat out run, a guy who can flat out catch, and was a lot faster than I anticipated him to be. So Brees Hall immediately fills a massive hole in the team. The team gets better ultimately, and hopefully that alleviates some of the pressure on Davis Mills that they had last year due to the fact that they were running for like 3.3 yards per clip between all the running backs. Going to the trade partner with the Atlanta Falcons for Mr. Matt Ryan earlier, um, last week, you have the Indianapolis Colts. Um, they are absolutely locked down at running back. You don't need someone other than Jonathan Taylor or Naheem Hines, who's on the roster. Um, they could realistically just re-sign Marlon Mack, but I think that bridge is burned. I think that's actually a, a fun piece that could land in a lot of split, uh, a lot of places right now, Marlon Mack, to actually help a running back room. Um, but looking at the wide receiver room, you have Michael Pittman and then nothing. T.Y. Hilton has not signed anywhere. You brought in Mo Alley-Cox again and re-signed him on his contract. But right now you have Michael Pittman on the outside. You need a guy that can do everything. And this is a position that hopefully Memphis, our favorite uh, Indianapolis Colts fan, likes quite a bit. And uh, I like I, I love him. Uh, I've talked about him over and over and over again. And it's Khalil Shakir. Um, I think if he were to land in a place like Indianapolis, he would be a discount in the middle rounds. You wouldn't have to burn a high-end pick on a wide receiver. Um it's something that makes a lot of sense. He can play every wide receiver position that you have. Paris Campbell officially has one year left to 
help earn himself uh, another contract, even at a discounted rate, because he's always been injured. Uh, he can be a field stretcher, but you're looking at a guy like Shakir. He can play inside. He can play outside. He can play deep down the field. He can be a gadget player who runs the wildcat for you. Um, he can do literally everything, and I think it would make a ton of sense. I would be ecstatic if he landed in a place like Indianapolis, who's just yearning for another wide receiver target for a very accurate quarterback like Matt Ryan. Going on to the next team, this pick may be a little bit controversial just due to the sheer number of wide receivers they brought in and re-signed this offseason, but you're looking at the Jacksonville Jaguars. They have Trevor Lawrence, lockdown starter, took him number one overall. You're not going away from him. You have Travis Etienne and James Robinson at the running back position, so realistically, you could bring in a running back in the draft just as a rotational, a guy that can do a little bit of everything in case one of them goes down because James Robinson is coming back from an Achilles and Travis Etienne is coming back from a Liz Frank. Um, but I would actually like a spot like this for Marlon Mack. Just come in and be a rotational player. You'll get some downed usage and would be pretty good. So I'm not going to use that draft pick early on a guy like this or even mid-round on a guy at the running back position. Evan Ingram comes in to back up Dan Arnold at the tight end position. I think that is a good duo for a true move tight end for Trevor Lawrence, who likes the safety blanket. But I'm looking at wide receiver. You're still looking for a guy that could potentially be a true alpha. Marvin Jones, in my opinion, is still the best wide receiver on the roster. And you you have guys like LaVisca Chenault, Zay Jones, uh, Jamal Agnew, Christian Kirk, all that play in the middle of the field. Bring me a reunion of Trevor Lawrence and Justin Ross. I think it's going to be at pick 63. First pick of the third round, you bring in a true monster outside wide receiver when healthy in Justin Ross. Apparently, all of his medicals checked out. He's going to run. Everything's looking good. Uh, Justin Ross would be a perfect fit. Re reunite him with his boy Trevor Lawrence get that magic that we saw in 2018 during his freshman season back and if you're burning a middle round pick if it doesn't work out it doesn't work out it's fine um I just think it's still something that the Jacksonville Jaguars are missing because they have a type of wide receiver apparently and it seems to be a slot wide receiver Going on to the Kansas City Chiefs, this is a pick that uh, I don't really like the player all that much, but it's a player that still kind of needs to happen. Um, it's <laughs> it's it's one of those things where it's kind of a little bit confusing as to what's going on with their wide receiver core. They have Juju Smith-Schuster and Marcus Valdez-Scantling with Miko Hardman after trading away Tyreek Hill. The tight end position is pretty much locked up with Travis Kelsey and then Noah Gray looking pretty good. And then the acquisition of Ronald Jones pretty much eliminates an early pick with the running back position, having Ronald Jones and Clyde Edwards-Hilaire to man the backfield. Patrick Mahomes isn't going anywhere. He's fully guaranteed for the next like seven years. Um, so you're looking at the wide receiver position. Uh, it's based off of a mold, based off of how much money that they gave a guy like Marcus Valdez-Scaling. I don't think they're going to bring in a big guy on the outside or a fast guy. I think they're looking for that middle range wide receiver. And I'm looking at a guy like Sky Moore out of Western um, Kentucky. I, I just think he fills a lot of roles. He's in my opinion, he's like a B-rate version of a guy like Khalil Shakir, but that's, again, I, I just love Khalil Shakir. Um, I've never been as high on a guy like Sky Moore. I think that a lot of Sky Moore's production, as I've talked about on a previous podcast, is due to Kyle Ellaby, the quarterback from Western Michigan or Western Kentucky. Um, I think he made him look a lot better, and he's a late-round flyer at the quarterback position that I'd be happy with pretty much on any team because I think it makes your backup quarterback quite a bit more elusive and a lot more accurate than a lot of the guys that are out there. So give me Sky Moore in Kansas City. 
to kind of play that true Sammy Watkins role, Sky Moore is a really good blocker, even though he's not the biggest wide receiver. And I think it could make a big difference on this overall offense for the Chiefs going forward. They also wouldn't have to burn an early round pick on him and could get away with even just one of their seconds or one of their thirds in order to pick a guy like Sky Moore. Going on to the AFC West um, rival of the Chiefs, you have the Los Angeles Chargers. For me, this one is pretty much an easy pick. The wide receiver position is pretty much locked down. You could go with a wide receiver three if you wanted to, but I think it's a waste of a pick. They brought in Gerald Everett and Jarrett Cook, along with Donald Parham and Trey McKinney as the tight ends. Those ones are all sitting there right now. Jared Cook will probably retire, but that's a pretty pretty good three-headed monster of just athletes at the position. Um, Justin Herbert's not going anywhere, so that leaves the running back position. Right now, you have Austin Eckler and a bunch of free agents behind him. Um, I'm looking at a guy like Brian Robinson out of Alabama to come in and fill that true running back role in this offense to get that one B behind a guy like Austin Eckler. I think it'd be the perfect fit because he can also catch the ball, but he's just very, very, very good. And he could be what we were always hoping Justin Jackson could be as the B. Um, We could look at a true situation like Austin Eckler and Melvin Gordon from a few years ago with a guy like Brian Robinson coming in. I would love that fit for him. It wouldn't be the true workhorse volume that you were hoping for, but I think the scheme would be amazing with him. And I think you would see his true upside potentially for even a second year, uh, a second contract. He could be a guy that could surprise you. Um, everyone, everyone that has listened to me knows that I like, I like me some, uh, <laughs> some Brian Robinson going on to the Los Angeles Rams. This one is a little bit difficult to pick. Um, they, they, the running back position should be Cam Akers to have, but it's a little bit weird. Matthew Stafford just got re-upped, and then they just brought in Allen Robinson to pair up with Cooper Cup after shipping off Robert Woods. The wide receiver position should be locked up realistically because they will be re-signing Odell Beckham Jr. I don't know any other team that would right now. And then you have Van Jefferson, who's a very good depth piece that I just don't like that much. That leaves the tight end position. Tyler Higby's serviceable, and Jacob Harris is a long shot, just pipe dream for a lot of people. Um, Bring in a guy like Charlie Kohler. You can do a little bit of everything. He reminds me a little bit of a guy like Tyler Higby. Um, my comp for him actually is like Hunter Henry, just a consistent tight end who will do what you need him to do. You don't need him to break out, but Tyler Higby is just limited athletically. He doesn't look that great when he's out there. Um, you just need a guy that can elevate the position even a little bit. And I think spending a mid-round pick on a tight end would be very helpful for this overall offense just to help with the blocking, help with the actual run setup, help with the move tight end role. So where you're not all relying on either Higby being healthy or just a backup that you hope can do a little bit of something. Going to the next um, next position, you're looking at the Las Vegas Raiders. This is just a gauntlet, actually, alphabetically of the AFC West teams. We look at them. They have Derek Carr pretty much locked up. You should expect a big contract extension from a guy like Derek Carr now. You have Josh Jacobs and Kenyon Drake. They could upgrade the running back position if they wanted to behind a guy like Josh Jacobs, but I think Kenyon Drake's serviceable. I think that's a good matchup, and he's coming off an injury, so... Um, I don't know that you could see the running back position be touched. And I was debating that one for a little bit, but I think it's still the wide receiver position. You have Devonte Adams and Hunter Renfro, but outside of them, you don't have pretty much anything in the wide receiver room. Um, Demarcus Robinson was brought on for a very cheap contract. Brian Edwards is not the guy you guys just need to drop that. So you're still missing the speed element on the outside. Um, I'm not super in love with this guy. Uh, I think it's definitely a gadget player, and he's just a like a C-rate version of a guy like Rondell Moore from last year. But 
give them Wandell Robinson, a true burner on the outside who can absolutely open up the outside. It's the Raiders, baby, as everyone likes to say, and they like speed because speed do what speed do. So you would be able to open up the offense quite a bit more, open up that safety coverage to where you're not getting a double coverage on Devontae Adams every time. You're not getting a double coverage on Darren Waller because they have to respect the deep ball. So I think Wandell Robinson would be a pick in the middle rounds that would just open up this offense entirely and makes a lot of sense. Um, Also, if you guys haven't noticed, I didn't specify this at the beginning, but it is... I'm not duplicating any of these players. So I'm going through 32 prospects that I think fit the teams perfectly. Um, So it's a fun exercise if you guys haven't been paying attention. Um, So you won't hear any repeat names going forward. Uh, Going to Miami, this one, they don't need a wide receiver. They're completely stocked up at wide receiver. They've got Tyreek Hill, Jalen Waddell, Devontae Parker for now, Cedric Wilson, uh, even Isaiah Ford is a really good tooly piece at the slot, skill, scat back position type of deal. They've got Mike Gusecki at tight end. Not a lot behind him, though, so you could realistically see them bringing in a guy, even though we're hoping Hunter Long can be the guy even after his injury last year on his rookie season. But you look at the running back position, they brought in quite a few names, none of them on big contracts. They brought in Chase Edmonds, Raheem Mostert, Miles Gaston still on there. They brought in Philip Lindsay, actually, in the offseason as well. Um, But when I'm looking at Miami, I... I think it has to be running back. Um, You could still just bring in a guy, especially if they start to fall. And Kenneth Walker makes a lot of a sense. His ability to run the outside zone is pretty, pretty damn good. Um, He's got a lot of that long speed that you're looking at from a guy like Raheem Mostert. Um, He has the ability to catch, but you would be able to use Chase Edmonds as that true um, running back receiving role. And plus, is it going to be a Shanahan disciple type of offense? at the running back position if they don't confuse the crap out of us going into the fantasy season. I don't think it's going to be. So I think Kenneth Walker is a good fit. It's also the second highest glaring hole in my eyes at the running back position. So looking at that, I think Kenneth Walker would be a great fit in Miami. Going to the Minnesota Vikings, this one was another difficult one. Um, I don't think you need to touch their wide receiver position at all. I think that KJ Osborne is a really good three right now for them. He does exactly what you want to do as the three, which is opening up the field deep for a guy like Justin Jefferson. And then Adam Thielen has that slot role absolutely locked down. They could get one in the future, but that's a late, late round pick that I would anticipate them using, not an early round pick. Um, Running back position, Dalvin Cook still locked up. Alexander Madison still the guy. And Kenny Ngonglu, when he actually touched the ball last year, was explosive as crap. So I don't think they need to touch that. It's still the tight end position for me. Um, I've never been an Irv Smith truther at all. I think he's just, he's basically like a fast fullback, ultimately. Um, he doesn't have the height. He doesn't have the size of a true tight end. He's kind of a move tight end, but he's never broken out. He's never had a consistent string of games. Um, then he's coming off a pretty serious injury from last year. They have Chris Herndon, who they brought in, but that's not anything. Give Minnesota a guy like Jeremy Ruckert out of Ohio State, who's a true athlete at the position like Irv Smith, but he's quite a bit bigger. He's king of the highlight reel catch, and he is great at blocking. Um, he didn't see a ton of work when it came to overall targets across his Ohio State career, but he is explosive, and he's the true dark horse sleeper at the tight end position for me. Um, in this class. I love him a lot. He is a lot of fun to watch when he does make those crazy catches, and he's a guy that's pretty consistent at doing what he needs to do. I liken him to a guy like Mark Andrews from an athletic standpoint and from a catchability standpoint, and if he goes into an offense that has a true hole at the tight end position, which I think technically Minnesota does, I like that fit a lot. Going on to the next team, you're looking at the New England Patriots, and this one is easy, guys. Uh, It could be running back, 
but we all know it's got to be wide receiver. Um, this is a guy that would fit a very good role and a guy that would probably make a lot of sense too if he's still available. I think they might have to trade up to get him just based off of what everyone thinks about him. But offensive fit-wise, and when you're looking for an X based off of guys that I like a lot, Garrett Wilson makes a ton of sense for the New England Patriots. He can play deep or play shallow. He can get open a lot for you. Um, I wouldn't be shocked to see like a flip-flop of where I gave Olave and where I gave... Um, Garrett Wilson, if the wide receivers drop at all, um, as well as they could be gone at this point or they could trade up for it. But I think wide receiver has to happen. I just don't trust New England to do the right decision. Um, I just think that this fits too good to ignore. Going on to the New Orleans Saints is another team that just absolutely needs a wide receiver. They have Marquez Callaway on a one-year contract right now, Michael Thomas with two years left on his, and then they have absolutely no one at the wide receiver position. They've been linked to quite a few moves this offseason. They were about to pay up for a guy like MVS before the Kansas City Chiefs did, um, but you've got Jameis Winston at the quarterback position locked up pretty much entirely for the next two years. You have Alvin Kamara and Mark Ingram re-signing again, but you could bring in a youthful running back to kind of fill that role behind Kamara or give him that 1A, 1B type of move. But I think wide receiver makes the most sense. I think it could and probably should be a guy like Traylon Burks, who could be a true outside wide receiver. You know, they like to gadget their wide receivers, but he's a big boy, a big move piece. And he would give that athleticism that you don't really get from Michael Thomas, but still have the sure handedness and the ability to do a lot of stuff all over the field. I think it would be a great fit and makes a lot of sense based off of where New Orleans is picking from. And the most likely slide that you're going to see from a guy like Traylon Burks in this wide receiver class. Um, going into the New York Giants, this is another position that there's a lot of question marks really going around with this team. Um, you're not really sure where they're going to go, but there's one glaring hole above all else on the team, and it is their tight end position. And this one is just a very easy fit for me to the fact that it it pretty much has to be Trey McBride. It's pretty much Trey McBride or bust, or bust for this offense. Um, it opens up a security blanket quite a few quite a bit for the team. And I think it's just a smart move overall to bring in a guy like Trey McBride to fill in the tight end position easily for Daniel Jones, for this offense, and hopefully save everyone's jobs. Going on to the next positional need on this one, you're looking at the Jets. Um, it's still got to be either wide receiver, running back, or tight end. Um, they're not going to draft another quarterback, even though I don't really like Zach Wilson. Um, but there's no true like standout guy at any of the positions. I like Elijah uh, Moore a lot, and I do think he is their one. They paid Corey Davis quite a bit of money, so he's locked up for this year, but they've got Braxton Berrios and Denzel Mims as just kind of the reserve players there. Braxton Berrios realistically should be in the slot you have Elijah Moore pushed out, which I don't really like for his value, and Corey Davis on the outside as well. Uh, they have been in the market for the wide receiver position, so realistically I could see a guy like Christian Watson here, um, or I could see a running back here as well with Michael Carter leading the group, but they brought in pretty much everyone back at the running back position, which makes me think they're just going to try and run it back. So I will go with a guy like Christian Watson with the New York Jets. It's a big body guy on the outside. It's basically everything you wanted from a guy like Denzel Mims that he hasn't been able to give you. Um and his projection, it's a wide receiver I don't like a lot. It's a wide receiver that I think is a ton of projection and is an athletic freak, and that just feels like a New York Jets pick to me, a pick that's going to flame out and not work very well. Um, it's a fit. 
It is a big body guy on the outside. It's a field stretcher, which they don't truly have right now, ultimately. Um, a guy that can open up the top, and I think Christian Watson fills a lot of needs and ideals of what they are looking for at a wide receiver position. By going after a guy like Tyreek Hill, they're looking for that true burner. <clears throat> when I am looking at the Philadelphia Eagles, um, as you probably noticed, there's been a lot of wide receivers popping off the board. Everyone thinks that they need a wide receiver, and I will agree with that. Um, I think they're set with Miles Sanders, Kenneth Gainwell, and my boy Boston Scott. Jalen Hurts is the guy, and if not, they have Gardner Minshew to fall onto or draft a quarterback next year. But I think this is the true make-or-break year for Jalen Hurts, just obviously due to contract and due to the fact that um, the quarterback position, there's no one in this year's draft that could be an upgrade over him for me. Dallas Goddard set at tight end. So you're looking at wide receiver. You have a bunch of slots. <laughs> you literally have Jalen Rager, Quez Watkins, Devonta Smith, and Zach Pascal, all who are slot wide receivers. You're still looking for that outside guy. And rather than going for a high octane guy earlier in the draft, I think you sure up that defensive and offensive line. You get the depth pieces that you need and the true studs multi-year starters in that aspect and then you come in the middle rounds and that's where you pound the big body wide receivers and you hope to get good guys in there i love the fit of a guy like alec pierce in philadelphia he is a true athlete so you wouldn't have to be concerned that's what they like to go to but he's six three and a half he ran in the four threes at six three and a half he's a big guy had a ton of burst scores and one of the most well, he's one of the most athletically gifted wide receivers in this entire class. Uh, he's always where he needs to be. He has great hand skills, and his ability to separate deep in routes at the last second is the type of separation you see when it comes to a guy like Jamar Chase. He is not Jamar Chase. That's not what I'm saying, but it's the late separation that makes it very advantageous. You're not showing your hand until the last second, which allows him to catch a lot of balls with three to four yards of separation, and you not realizing it until... It's happening, basically. He's a little bit limited at run after the catch, but I'm tired, as I'm sure most of you Philadelphia Eagles fans are, of them going after players that are great at run after the catch that can't separate or that are too small to actually physically get off of press. So I think Alec Pierce is a perfect fit on a team like Philadelphia. Um, probably not as sexy as Jesse may have wanted, but I think it's a really good fit for you guys. Going on to the Pittsburgh Steelers, this one is pretty much an easy fit. Um, Mitch isn't the answer. I can tell you that right now as a Bears fan, he's not the answer. I think bringing in a guy that I like a lot at the quarterback position would be great. He is a great thrower, and you can sit him for the year behind Mitch Trubisky to allow him to get up to the speed of game, which might be the main issue with him right now, as well as just ultimately you bring him in, and what happens with a guy like Desmond Ritter is that you can – start to look at the inconsistencies that he has with his passing accuracy, truly see if it's a mechanics or a mental thing. And if it is a mental thing, just work on that for this entire year and then come in with a, just a ton of weapons for your team. Um, realistically, they will be drafting another wide receiver because they lost James Washington. All they have is Deontay Johnson and Chase Claypool. Um, Anthony Miller is actually on the team. He signed a very cheap contract with them, but um, I don't think he's going to get it done for them. So you're looking at another wide receiver. Everyone should draft him regardless of where they draft him at. But I'm looking at the quarterback position, and a guy like Desmond Ritter is just a very good fit in a Pittsburgh scheme. I like that quite a bit more just because he's a big guy. He doesn't have hand, hand size control issues. He has a ton of wins underneath his belt, uh, made it to the CFB playoffs this last year. And everyone, anyone who knows me knows I'm a big Desmond Ritter guy at the quarterback position. Going to the San Francisco 49ers, I'm looking at a team that's still looking for another wide receiver and is going to be looking for a wide receiver to fill a role on the outside. 
So Debo is just an all-encompassing piece. You have Brandon Ayuk as a true outside guy, but George Kittle is getting long in the tooth age-wise and injury-wise. They basically are guaranteed to be running out Elijah Mitchell and Jeff Wilson with this offense just based off of how productive they are. And you have Trey Lance. You're still looking for another wide receiver option. Juwan Jennings was a nice late, late, late pick last year for them. But I think bringing in a true wide receiver technician, a guy like Jalen Tolbert out of South Alabama, would be very advantageous for the San Francisco 49ers. I think it's something that would be great for the team. It would might be a little bit of a surprise in the mid to early mid rounds, maybe the end of the second or the end of the third. Um, but I think it would be a really good fit for the San Francisco 49ers. would help alleviate more of the pressure on guys like Debo, and, who's going to be double coverage pretty much every time going forward and really help to open up this offense even more than what San Francisco is able to do, which is, you know, just scary to think about going into the Seattle Seahawks. Um, it's gotta be quarterback for me. Um, the wide receiver position. Yes. It's up in the air with, if they're going to trade DK Metcalf or Tyler Lockett, obviously if they do, there's a big need. I think Dwayne Eskridge can be a serviceable number three who can actually truly man that slot and help keep Tyler Lockett on the outside. Now that there's not some weird mind meld with the quarterback, um, it does hurt Tyler Lockett, but I think wide receiver is okay. Rashad Penny comes back with Chris Carson and DJ Dallas. I still like that three-headed monster kind of at running back. Everyone fills their own roles, and as long as they're used appropriately in the correct amount, <clears throat> give DJ Dallas more snaps. I think it could be very advantageous for the team just to roll with those three going into next year. Noah Fant comes in at tight end. They re-signed a couple of other guys at tight end. You could technically bring in another guy, but Noah Fant's a star piece basically for them that's why they wanted him so it's got to be quarterback and for me i look at a guy like sam howell who likes the deep target i think it would be the most advantageous and the similar play style to a guy like drew lock with a little bit more athleticism you could see a true competition going into this offseason and then if drew ends up winning it out that's fine because sam just gets to basically make sure that he has an entire season to not make the same career and play style mistakes that drew lock has made in the nfl sam howell's a good fit for me there and it makes a lot of sense uh, going on to the last three teams, we will be knocking on Tampa Bay's door. Tom Brady came back, crushed everyone's soul, including mine, and you're looking at this team. Wide receiver set with the re-signing of Chris Godwin, the signing of Russell Gage and Tyler Johnson, being able to really be a number four like he should be on the team with Mike Evans at number one. Uh, tight end is very much up in the air for this team and could be a realistically a, a logical fit, but all reports basically are that Rob Gronkowski will be coming back. Tom Brady's obviously on the team. I think it has to be running back here. You have Leonard Fournette who re-signed, which is great, but then you're dealing with Keyshawn Vaughn basically on the team. You know they're not allowed to, you know they're not scared to add redundancies at positions. I think that a guy like James Cook makes a lot of sense. You're looking for that true satellite receiving back. Giovanni Bernard experiment did not work very well. Ronald Jones is now out. So you just kind of give those running back touches and the running back early touches to Leonard Fournette. And then you bring in a guy that realistically should be a very good satellite back in the same vein as a guy like James White was for... Tom Brady during his entire career in New England, and it just makes a ton of sense with this offense. It's pretty much the only fit that I would really like James Cook in, um, just because I'm not as high on him as some people are, and so it makes a lot of sense for me. Going on to the Tennessee Titans, this one, 
this one's kind of hard to look at. So for me, they could go in a number of ways. Um, I think running back two is actually a big need for them. And I was really debating giving Brian Robinson to the Tennessee Titans to back up Derrick Henry or to the Chargers to back up Austin Eckler. Um, running back, I think they're just going to stick with Derrick Henry a little bit more. They were able to do serviceable things with some of the running backs that they brought in last year. Um, but he's healthy again, and it's the only injury of his career. So I don't see them really trying to replace him anytime soon with that contract. Austin Hooper comes in and immediately becomes the best tight end. And then Anthony Ferkser can be that true number two where he was thriving behind a guy like Jonu Smith. Uh, I look at the wide receiver position. They've got AJ Brown and Robert Woods. You have basically two guys that are incredibly good after the catch, but not they're, they're not like the world beaters of separators in creating their own space prior to the catch and getting open for Ryan Tannehill, which is kind of what they're missing. They have Nick Westbrook at Kinney, who they were forcing into the slot last year, but you should see Robert Woods and AJ Brown on the outside. You need to bring in a true slot wide receiver who can get open all the time. I look at a guy like Jahan Dotson filling in that Tennessee Titans wide receiver three role perfectly and truly opening up this offense from a passing standpoint to help Ryan Tannehill out so that if one of them does go down inevitably with injuries as they have over the last couple of years with AJ Brown, you have a guy who can get open and can still be that safety blanket outside in the middle. However you really want to use him, he's very elusive both on the outside and on the inside. And I think he could be a true slot and a true contributor going forward for Tennessee. And then without further ado, we are at the Washington Commanders. You have Carson Wentz coming in at the quarterback position. You have Terry McLaurin, Curtis Samuel, and then not a lot left after that at wide receiver. You have the tight end position currently looking a little bit suspect for me. Um, just j- just looking at... Um, how do I want to put this? Just just looking at what you have after Logan Thomas. And then the same thing after Antonio Gibson. Uh, you're looking after him, and there's not a ton of stuff that you can really do with <laughs> with the weapons that you have right here. Um, I, I'm kind of shocked that they didn't bring in a big-name wide receiver. Um, that makes me think that they might be a little bit, uh, a little bit happier with that position than anything. Um, but the thing is, with Carson Wentz, I still, I still think that they're going to bring in a quarterback. Um, the weapons that they have are serviceable, honestly. Um, this this was legitimately the hardest position to kind of put my finger on to say where they were going to go. Um, so I I gave him Kenny Pickett. I just think it makes a lot of sense. You could have him sit for a year. Um, you could see him hopefully prosper in a couple of years or even next year after Carson Wentz inevitably flames out. Um, But I think Kenny Pickett to Washington makes a lot of sense. One of the wide receivers as well that would make some sense, um, specifically with where they're picking and where they could bring in a guy. Um, Even in the mid-rounds of getting another big-name guy, because they don't usually spend up on wide receiver, which is kind of surprising, is Kevin Austin out of Notre Dame. He was an athletic freak, uh, had a lot of production when he actually ended up transferring to Notre Dame. Um, And I think realistically it could be pretty good for him. Um, but I have Kenny Pickett going there being the true replacement to Carson Wentz because they only gave up some thirds to get him. He's just kind of a carousel stopgap quarterback, which realistically they could cut him after this year and not see a lot of dividends to it. Um, but I think it just makes a lot of sense to fill that need. Uh, you would have Heineke, uh, obviously Heineke, uh, Pickett, and Wentz on the roster, which is a little bit weird, but I just think ultimately it's a pick that makes sense for the long-term future and uh, they're not exactly win now right now. So I think it just makes a lot of sense. 
But yeah, guys, this has been my positional fits for this rookie class prior to the NFL draft and post most of free agency. Like I said, there will be a couple of positions that will be switching around. Um, Like I said, I don't feel great about the Washington pick. Um, The commanders could go a lot of different ways, but based off of what I would do if I was them, just because I'm not huge on Carson Wentz, I would still be targeting that quarterback position. But yeah, over the next couple of weeks, I will be doing, um, I'll be releasing my only mock draft, basically, that I'm doing for the skill position players. I will be going into my final pre-draft rankings for the teams um, and really just going to be crossing my T's and dotting my I's for this NFL draft. Um, I'll be doing draft preview stuff pretty much exclusively for the next couple weeks, but I just wanted to get this one out to you, give you my fits prior to free uh, free agency's total completion and prior to the draft, just so we had an idea of which way these teams should be going with their current roster fits. Um, there's quite a few teams that realistically will be drafting multiple of the players that I talked about today, uh, i.e. Houston, i.e. Chicago, i.e. Atlanta, are teams that all need to add multiple weapons and multiple contributors on offense in this draft. So you could see a lot of these guys go to fits that don't make a lot of sense just from a uh, skill set standpoint but these are my fits these are the ones that i like the most for this offensive weapon class and hopefully you did too if you have any questions like i said you can find me on twitter at sally galore or always in the patreon group chat uh this has been the rookie rundown one month out from the nfl draft and until next week have fun looking at those rookies and watch them tape on any of the guys that i talked about that you may not know Thanks, guys. When we add up all those inches, that's going to make the fucking difference between winning and losing. We won a game yesterday. And if we win one today, that's two in a row. We win one tomorrow, that's called a winning streak.